Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff and Ben. Um, talking with the dead. And still talking with. And still talking with. Still talking with is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yeah. Eastern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You live yeah. in fucking California. It's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that one. Okay, so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar. I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, this is Courtney Gaines. You know me from such movies as Children of the Corn, Can't Buy Me Love, Burbs, uh, even Back to the Future. Hey, everybody. This is Anson Hoyer. And I'm going to be on Still Talking With. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deadeye Swackhammer, and you're listening to Still Talking With. Hey, guys. It's Boston comedian Dave Russo, and you're listening to Still Talking. Do not change that dial. I'm gonna punch you in the face, you fuckers. In the face. Hi, this is Dee Wallace from ET Show, and you're listening to Still Toking Whip on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Okay, your eyes do not deceive you. It is Tuesday. This is still Token With. We have a kick-ass show for you. As always, my name's Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. And with us, Benjamin. What's going on? Um, I don't know because it's Tuesday. I'm not used to this shit, you know, but because of scheduling conflicts uh, with our amazing guest and a ton of other stuff, um, we decided we'd come live on Tuesday. But I don't want to sit here and babble because we only have this amazing gentleman for about another 35 minutes before we have to let him go do real people stuff. <laughs> real people stuff. But uh, and, and I have a special co-host tonight because uh, Jeffrey's. Uh, schedule didn't line up either. Damn, man, these scheduling conflicts with these, you know, prima donnas. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know, man. But Leo, go ahead. Uh, no, Ricardo. Rico. Rico. <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> What's up, guys? You hear me pretty well over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. hear you great. We hear you great. I am, the, I am the Hispanic prima donna trying to bring some diversity in here. You know, it's kind of like trying to be inclusive now. So we have a brown man. You are not, your eyes are not deceiving you. The brown man Rico is here. How's everybody doing? 
Doing well, doing well. And since Jeff's not here, I'm going to throw it right on you, Rico. Uh, you want to introduce our guest? Uh, I think I would rather save that for the host uh, because I'm already pretty excited about him and I don't want to butcher his name like we all know I'm known for doing in the past. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be any different than Jeff butchering it. But listen, uh, tonight we have an amazing guest. Most of you women out there probably have a heartthrob for Dr. Jesse Travers. Oh, my God. Um, you know, but can you welcome Charlie Schlatter? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, you know, pretty close. You you did it the way most people say it. I always say it's it's like a like it rhymes with otter, so it kind of sounds like a Jewish otter, Schlatter. Schlatter. See, I actually I think I said that, and I think your agent might have corrected me. What are they? You know, he's an agent. He's a he's a he's a pencil pusher. What is he? Know? He's a pencil. Pusher. <laughs> he's, not, he's not creative like us. You know what I mean? He's not creative. Then uh, you could also just blame it on your New England accent too. That's what it is. It's that Boston accent. It's exactly. a Boston thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Boston oh, no. thing. If but I blame it every can time, I, can I tell you something? Really, my dad used to like get really upset sometimes. People would say, uh, "Mr. Mr. Schlatter, Sh Sh Schlatter," and he'd go, "It's Schlatter." It's it's Schlatter. It's like that. Why are you getting mad? No one, no one knows how to pronounce that shit anyway. Why are you getting mad? And someone once asked me, and they said, "Oh, Charlie Schlatter." And they said, "Is, is that your real name?" And I said, "No." No, I hate myself. I That's why I, I added this name. I picked a name that no one can pronounce. Yeah, my real name is yeah. Chuck Stud, but I went with Charlie Schlatter just because I thought it would mess people up. <laughs> it's that Hollywood name. That's what it is. It's so Hollywood. <laughs> Schlatter. Oh, oh, well, welcome to the Schlatter show. Thanks. <laughs> Has a nice ring to it. It does. It does. Yeah. We'll have to get, we'll have to get yeah, him to start doing show. his own shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, well, I, Ferris Bueller. Like, what the heck, dude? Like, like, why did you do that? Why would you do something so sacrilegious? Is that what you're asking? No, me? no, no, no. I mean, what I, the hell was I thinking? No, that's a horrible way to start. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna let that I'm, one fly. I'm, just, I'm, just I'm over say, here like this. I'm just gonna say he did. He probably did Ferris Bueller to impress a girl. I did. Listen, I do a lot of things to impress a girl. It usually doesn't work. Um, <laughs> I did Ferris Bueller because I was 20 something and they gave me a lot of money. At least like to me, it was, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm just some guy from Jersey and, and yeah, I listen, I was already, it was doing well. I was doing a few movies here and there. And this was one of those things where they said, and it was great people. I have to say, like it was John Macius. He was the creator of it. He did St. Elsewhere. The pilot was really good. And then, um, and it should have probably just been called like the Bueller's or something, because it, it was it was like a total family show. Um, but I did it because I just thought, gosh, why not? You know, there I, I didn't. I, I was with agents and managers at the time that were just kind of all about the dollar, and you know, and when they say, God, you're going to get X amount of money per episode, you're thinking, okay. Let's do it. Let's do anything. You know, we all played that game in school. What would you do for a million dollars? Right. You know, I would do Ferris Bueller for a million dollars. You know, we, <laughs> you know, most of us would shave our heads or whatever. But I, yeah, I said I'll do. Not that I got a million, but I'm just saying. Right. Sometimes right. we do things, and you know, I'm I, when when it was all said and done, I think we were all kind of glad though that we were kind of done. 
there was another show that was very much like it called uh, Parker Lewis Parker, Can't Lose. Parker Lewis, and that was like that was like a really good one. And I think we all kind of wanted to be that. I think we all wanted to be kind of like that more cutting edge, you know, because that movie Ferris Bueller was was kind of edgy, you know, it was different. Um, anyway, but it, it wasn't, and it, it just is what it is. And you know, you move on, you keep doing things. I got a question for right. you, Charlie. Yes, sir. Can I call you Charlie? Of course, please. Uh, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Only if you it, say right. Schlatter right after Charlie Schlatter. Charlie Schlatter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. Um, as, as an actor, like, what did you learn out of doing that movie? Since it was like, ah, this and that. But like, what was it something that you learned out of doing that entire, that entire process as an actor? Of which show? The Ferris Bueller series? The Ferris Bueller series. Oh, you know that I, I will say I think that was like the first time I had um, really done television at a clip, and mm-hmm. so to me that was that was actually kind of cool because it, you just work at such a fast pace, you know. Whereas you know you do a film, you do a hundred pages in three months. This mm-hmm. is you're doing you know fifty pages in a week or whatever. So it it just speeds it up and and I think you just basically learn to show up ready to to work, you know. I'm really fortunate. Like the first few actors that I worked with were such pros. Um, Michael J. Fox was the first guy I worked with of of any stature. Um, And then George Burns, I did a movie with him and then did, uh, uh, I worked with, uh, well, later on I worked with Dick Van Dyke, but, but I had, I, I had worked with guys who just had such great discipline. And so for me, it just really showed me, you know, how to approach it. What was great about working with someone like George Burns, you know, so many people say, what did you learn from him? What did he teach you? And he never really sat me down and said, hey, Charlie, this is anything. He just, you just learned from example. I mean, you learned at at the heel of the master. And what I learned was, oh, my God, this guy is 90 years old and he still shows up to work and enjoys his life. So that's what that's what he taught me is that, you know, he could do this to that age and still love it. So don't be a douche. Don't be, you know, unappreciative of, of what you have. You know what I mean? Really. Don't be a douche. No, I like that. This is, this is, don't be a douche. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's so easy. Is that, is that all you pulled out of that whole thing? George told me don't be a douche. Yeah. He Rico. also, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> like every time, every time he would leave, he'd say, where's the kid? Where's the kid? And he'd find me and he'd give me a hug and then he'd kiss me. And then he'd say, stop kissing boys. the reason i asked that question is because i had heard a rumor that it was that landed onto that story about don't kiss boys and i was like yeah but what was it that he really said because man if somebody has like that kind of relationship like that's close like that's like father and son you know that's interesting to know that's something out of like so wild you were like ah i just gotta be nice no he was he was really cool i have to say like you know there were I'll never speak out of turn when I'm speaking about him just because I've got so much, you know, reverence for him. He's, he was the best. I mean, it was like working with Santa Claus every day. It was crazy. Um, But there were two Georges, you know, there was the George when the women were around and he was very charming and you know what I mean? He had a real gleam in his eye. And then when it was just the guys kind of, he was, he was totally a guy's guy, which was pretty awesome. But there was one, I'll tell you this, and I don't want to bore your listeners to death, but there was this one scene in the movie, it's the very end of the movie, and 
just so you know what kind of guy George was. And, and the, it's a crane shot and it pans up and it just, George and I are walking off into the distance. And we did it about three, four times maybe. And each time he would tell me a different story. And I had brought up after a couple of steps, I said, you know, you, because we were talking about Gracie. And I said, my gosh, you, you definitely, you, you loved her so much. And what a love story for the ages. And I said, how did you, how did you deal with her loss, the loss of her? And he told me that they used to sleep in separate beds. And when she passed away, he started sleeping in her bed so that he wouldn't have to look at her empty bed. Wow. And I thought, Oh my God, that's like, it was just so heartwarming, you know, right. but he was yeah. like that. I mean, he could just like reduce you to tears in a second and then, you know, call you a cocksucker the next minute. It was, you know, <laughs> he was the man. He was just, he was, he the, was man. the man's man. Oh, he was, man. He was such a, such a great guy. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's good shit. It's always yeah. good to keep good those memories too. Good yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, the older I get, you know, it, it was funny. Like I, I, I really did appreciate it when I was working on it, but I, I think I appreciate it now. Now that I'm older and I look back on it, I go, yeah. Oh my God, I, I really had, you were just having fun and making money. I was totally having yeah. fun. And yeah. I, didn't think about it. I really wasn't making money on that movie, but I was, I was totally having fun. And I'll, and I'll tell you this Rico, that to me, Doing that movie was more like it wasn't even a gift to me. It was more of a gift to my parents and to my grandparents because they my dad's a Lower East Side guy. My grandfather was a Lower East Side guy. That's where George Burns is from. And they loved him. So when I got that role, they were like, you're working with the master. You're working with George. Bur you know, so to them, it was you know what I mean? He was more their contemporary than mine. Of course, to me, you know, as a 21 year old, he was he was a living legend. But to them, they had so much history with him. So that when I was able to introduce them to him on the set, it was just it was it was just such a really great thing. You know, um, growing up, I had, I had a really good childhood, but I had some I, there was some tragedy in my life. I lost a sister. My parents, uh, you know, they didn't really recover from it right away. So I think having all that good fortune in my life at that mm -hmm. time it just came at the right time and it was just, it was just really special. Yeah. Kept, kept you going on the right path. A hundred percent, hundred percent. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know we don't have a ton of time tonight, so yeah, it's well, gonna, we, we did know. have some questions come in. No, yeah. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, somebody was asking uh, if you collect anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't. In fact, I try. To, I, I try to. I try to throw stuff away. To be honest with you, I. I um, you know, I'm a. I don't. I wish I did. I wish I was like an autograph collector because I probably would have had some really good ones. You know, every time I do something like a, a convention or something, they say, "Oh, can you donate something to a a silent auction?" And I, I really, I got nothing. I have nothing. Um. That was but, a mental note for me to go to Charlie Schlaughter's house and look through the trash. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus. You're about to have a lot of raccoons, Charlie. <laughs> a lot of raccoons, my man. I'm a big, I'm a big New York Giants fan. So I do have like a few collectible things from that. A couple, you know, football, the you know, mm -hmm. a couple of little autographs here and there. But no, I've never been like a I don't collect stuff. 
right? Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple pieces of art here and there, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think about that stuff. I have some. I guess I got a bunch of guitars. I have guitars. I got a few drum sets. Things like I like music. I got you know. Yeah, I guess I guess musical stuff. I collect that stuff. It's tough to get rid of that stuff too. You know, right. I don't know if you guys are musicians at all, but like, you know, unless like the last drum set I have, I don't even sell it. I just try to like find a kid who's learning to play drums and give it away. Yeah. Um, because you just want to have good karma out there, especially with music and stuff like that. But I think that's pretty much what what I collect is that. Nice. Nice. Uh, and and I, I, I know why he asked this question. Jeremy was asking if he ever put together a Lego Millennium Falcon. He's looking for a co-pilot. Uh, he, he won one over the weekend. Friggin' $800 set. It was insane. I saw that. I saw you know, that. But I've, uh, as a dad, I've stepped on a lot of Legos. Right? So, uh, yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. So there's right? some extra parts to your Millennium Falcon in Charlie's Trash. Oh, exactly. <laughs> You're free to come on by, man. Yeah. That's um, like every every uh, dad's like saw. You know how everybody's seen the Saw movies and it's like horrible. They should make oh, one for nothing. dads. Yeah, the, Charlie. I'm telling you, they should make one for dads. And it's just people like you have to watch you this Lego infested. Like, why would you do this? Why <laughs> they keep touching the thermostat every five minutes? You can't lose your mind. Somebody touched the thermostat. A hundred percent, bro. Hundred yeah. percent. Right. Right. Oh, God. My, my favorite was the Hot Wheels when they leave them like right near the stairs. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Right now, you know, it's funny you mentioned that people say, Charlie, what are you working on these days? That's what I'm working on. Mattel finally decided that they, there needs to be a cartoon called Hot Wheels Ultimate Racers. And so I'm totally uh, I'm a lead in this thing. I'm, I play a guy called Sidecar, another 11 year old kid with red hair and buck teeth. That's all I seem to play on like uh, <laughs> animation. I do this character Chad. He's another fat, redheaded kid with you know teeth. Um, anyway, <laughs> like, I've got the, the yeah. Yeah, Barry Allen's a ginger too. I just remembered that. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I have yeah, this side part, but it's really good. And so anytime you could like be a part of a Mattel franchise, I think that's really good. It hasn't come out yet. No one has said anything. Like you're not allowed to say anything about it. So. I guess I'm allowed to surprise. Say, find out. We finna find out. <laughs> What's crazy is that like we sign these NDAs for everything these days. Mm, I had yeah. a buddy who signed one. He was on an audition for a diarrhea commercial, and it's like, who needs to sign an NDA to to sell diarrhea medicine? You, you, first that's of all, kind of, you don't want to tell anybody that you're Stephen. Yeah, you. that's kind of a shitty situation. There you go, kids. Right. Um, but right, you don't want to. You don't want to run a course about that. But anyway, so the Hot Wheels thing should be good. So we'll see what so, happens. Well, speaking of uh, like voice acting and anime and amazing movies and TV series that you've been in, you're going to be at an event coming up soon where people can see you. So this, we're going we're to urge all of our listeners and viewers to get off your ass and get down to one of these conventions. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, I think uh, the, the first one is – and I'm not, I'm not like a big convention guy. I don't do a lot of them. Not that I don't like to, but it's just – it's tough. And you, you, you know, you go away for like four days and I know buddies of mine, they do them every week. When I say get a hobby, I meant like, you know, build a cabinet. Don't just go to a con every weekend because they, they do, they do these things every weekend. Um, but this thing, it's a really nice one. Um, it's from August uh, 5th to the 7th or 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. It's, it's, it's in San Antonio. It's called celebrity fest and like supercar something. 
There's really uh, cool people though. Giancarlo Espinito is, is, is going to be there. Um, uh, e, uh, what's his name? Uh, Moulin Rouge. I, I know him from yeah. that. You guys know him from, uh, oh God, what's uh, his name? Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor. I'm sorry. Got it. Getting old is really, and being drunk really is another thing. It's not a good combo, <laughs> um, but he'll be there. Uh, and I just saw, I just saw as your, as your things were rolling, I saw the name Mark Dodson. Was he a guest on your show before? Uh, yeah, actually, Mark is a very good friend of ours. Um, he, he's the man. I freaking love yeah. that guy. We just spent time. We just did this really great uh, uh, convention. It was for charities called Voices Against Cancer. Uh, mm -hmm. There used to be Voices for Cancer, but, you know, they just weren't doing much. They were just making more cancer. They've decided to do it against cancer, which I think is the smarter route. Right. Anyway, joking. But Mark was there. It's the first time I met him. What an unassuming, just awesome, like you would never know that this guy has this crazy freaking awesome resume. Right. He's, he's just a great, great guy. So he is. I, do, I, I just fell in love with that guy. And I, I saw his name when it was scrolling all your guests and I know that guy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, I just, um, I just spent Saturday with him. He came up to New England to do a comic and toy show. Mm. So I got to spend the day myself and my other co-host, Jeff, who, like I said, his schedule didn't work out tonight. Um, but we got to spend the whole day with him. We were chewing the fat. And he actually supplied, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this out there, but he did all the original Romero um, zombie effects. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's like, he's a which total he, like monster. Yeah, which he, which he, which he owns. And he's let, he supplied them to us for our TV series that we're filming. Wow. So, and that's, yeah. Bingo. That's awesome thing there, but yes. So Leo's got it up on the uh, screen here for all our viewers. This oh, is yeah. the, uh, the car show and Comic Con and yep. San Antonio. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it should be fun. I've never been there. I've been to Texas a bunch of times. I love it there. Um, never been to San Antonio. Have you guys been there? Have you done the like the River Walk and the Alamo yeah, no. and all that stuff? Yeah, I've never pretty been. Pretty nice. No. The River Walk's really yeah. relaxing, but have have a bottle of water with you. Yeah, the Blues yeah. Brothers are going to be there. That should mm -hmm. be fun. That's fun. That's uh, really fun. Yeah, are you going to do the? So, are you going to do the dinner? Or are you just going to? You just going to? You going to go downtown and have some dinner before the show? Or I'm going to do whatever they peruse? tell me I have to do. Like I literally, I go there and just say, "Where do I stand? What do I sign? You know, who do I hug? Whatever." Um, but I will tell you this: like you know, some people say, "Why don't Why don't you do more cons?" And here's the thing. I really, I really love doing the cons because, you know, we do um, cartoons in a vacuum. I mean, you know, sometimes you have like a Zoom chat and you're with the other actors and it's fun to make each other laugh and that's always great. But you really never get to see the effect that your cartoon or like The Flash has on kids or Kick Batowski has on kids. Yeah. And then you meet them and, and I will say like a large percent of them are, are on the spectrum. And, you know, and you do have a line of people. And, and I have to say, I've, I've just got such a soft spot in my heart for them. And I want to get like I emotionally invest in every meeting I have with every kid. And there's the mom and back of the kid saying, thank you. You know, you just because, you you know, a it's like you feel horrible, like taking money to sign things. But then you realize, OK, they're paying for an experience and this and that. And I've sat next to guys who just. Take the money, sign the thing. Thank you. Next, take the money. And it's like okay, 
I also don't have like a million, you know, not that I'm talking about Bill Shatner or Lou Ferrigno. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but Chevy Chase. Yeah, I'm not talking about those guys. <laughs> not at all. Okay. I don't have as many guys. Like, I, obviously, I don't have a line out the door. I got a few stragglers. Then they look at my poster and they go, oh, you were that guy? Whatever. And they come over and chat. So I have a little bit more time. But my point is this. I really do. I love to, like, chat with people, especially the kids, and especially autistic kids. Um, but at the end of the day, you're like, you're whooped. You know what I mean? Because you're just, and people say, why are you tired, man? You, all you did was stand there and, you know, make fart noises and sign shit. And you go, well, cause you're so emotionally invested in it, you know? And then when it's done, it's like, you just, you don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to crash in the room and, and chill. You just know? have right. a beer and do a podcast with three unknown guys. And do a podcast with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's okay. what we're here for. <laughs> I, I do have one thing uh, for you, Charlie. Uh, yes, speaking of, of things that you did that change, one of the reasons I went into the military was because of uh, Solid Snake. And I heard oh. a little story that you were with. You were playing Major Rykov. Rykov, yeah. And I, I, you know, it's so funny. Like, I, I did a few characters. I did another character called a Raiden. Raiden. And you, well. Yep. And you also were the soldiers, too. It had the same. The Is he same the one who tone. gets raped? I think I, I got raped by somebody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part because it's been years since I play a uh, peace peace walker. But yeah, you played, you played oh, a couple a couple dudes. That was that was that must have been surreal to work with Kojima and stuff like that. I bet those. Yeah. Well, number one, thank you for your service. Number number two, that was um, you know it's funny like doing um, Metal Gear Solid. Back then, like when you were doing those videos, there was a, there was a lot of screaming. It's like really, it's really, yeah. really intense. Um, and so ever since then, they've like kind of reworked actors' contracts. Like we used to have to give four hours a day and, you know, you would just be screaming. And th there was a show that I did called EverQuest. Mm -hmm. I think yep. like another thing. And I remember like by the end of the session, I could literally taste blood in my throat because my vocal cords were literally bleeding just from my guys yeah and yeah and i never wanted to be in another video game ever but then like i said they've just recently said okay we're going to break down sessions into into you know two hour sessions so actors because you know you do that and then an hour later you're you know you're playing a, a little garden gnome and you have no voice or what you know, just <laughs> it's it's really right so I get it because, but listen, I also know I could be digging holes for a living. So if you ever hear me complain about the, you know, how tough voiceover is, just come to my house and shoot me in the skull because it's, it's so. <laughs> no, I mean, really, it's, 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 it's charmed. It's a charmed life. Speaking, it was so funny to do speaking it. Of, speaking of crazy jobs, uh, I, I've always wanted to ask you this, uh, and this yeah. will be a little personal. You voiced uh -oh. the Flash in more than five shows i believe right and i think Bunch, if i'm not yeah. mistaken you are the mm -hmm. longest running like voice actor for the flash i believe somebody right? told me that or, or that i'm i'm like the most recorded flash the most recorded like. flash yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody's like you know hey rico we want you to produce a new avenger thing and cast whoever you want and you know they, they cast who they want but yeah I, i've been in a bunch of them yeah, so. yeah so my question to you is between the flash and superman yeah who do you think will get more dates on tinder 
think Leo's Superman face. Is. Leo's face That's says awesome. it all. Well, oh, I think God. it is Superman. I mean, there's it's tough. To, it's, <laughs> it's tough to beat Superman on anything, right? He's the go-to. He's the guy, and you know, even even though he's kind of nerdy <laughs> and dorky with the, you know as Clark or Clark Kent, but that he's still true. the guy. He's still the yeah. guy. He's yeah. super. He's got the power. I just run yeah. fast, and no one. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I love how he's doing it in the voice. Like I'm here, like, oh my god. (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) right. Ben knows. First thing thing that came to my head was Superman because he's the Man of Steel, and the Flash is gone in a second. Women. He's exactly. Yeah. (laughs) uh... Sorry, I I went there. (laughs) But Barry Allen's more of a comedian than you know Clark. Yeah. Barry Allen's also not gonna pay a ton on child support. Superman is gonna do the right thing and. Pay all that out when it's not support. So, yeah. <laughs> Charlie, that hit home a little. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's Superman's a good dude. Um, I will say that, you know, I love how most people um, have written The Flash for me. You know, every time I do a script, it is. It's, you know, the Barry Allen. It's, it's really funny. We just did a, I was just The Flash on uh, Scooby Doo. And it was really, oh, nice. really funny. I mean, some people write the flash just perfectly. Mm. So it's funny, like when you do go to a con and somebody says, Hey, can you can you do the flash? And I go, Yeah, I, you know, honestly, dude, I was just doing them like because <laughs> you know, that's the great thing about being an actor with no range. It's like, you know, when I, you're a one-trick pony, it's like this is all I do. <laughs> you, you know what what's funny is uh we just went to a con and uh I uh watched a panel with uh, Tim Daly who voiced oh. Superman. And he said when he went in for the interview, he, he tried to do like a deep voice, you know, trying to do like the old Superman voice. And uh, then they had him just do it normal. And, you know, like his regular voice. I mean, that's Superman yeah. right there. So same. And that's thing. who I, that's who I first did the flash with was with Tim Daly nice. on whatever. I don't even know that series. It's funny. Like, you know, when you say, do, what do you collect? I wish I could collect my thoughts. I wish I could collect like my, <laughs> my career and you know because people like come to me and they'll say you know in episode number 312 of whatever do you remember what the I was like, no was i even in that show i was literally this is a true story i was literally just asked like if i would do somebody's podcast because they wanted to talk about the memories i have of doing i still don't even know i think it's called air striker or something like that or airbender or something and the guy says because you were whoever in that and I said, maybe I go, maybe that was Charlie Adler. That's another voice actor. I said, maybe it's him you want to interview. Um, and they go, no, it was you. I don't think it was. Anyway, they send me a link. And it's a link to like me being the voice of like this little critter. I don't know. I go, oh, yeah, that's me. And they go, <laughs> so, will, will, will you do the podcast and, and talk about your memories of the show? I go, dude. <laughs> memories of the show i just told you you know what am i going to talk about i could talk about me but you know i have no because i'm that lucky i'm that lucky that you know you get to do a bunch of things um and you know i try not to have emotional attachment to things because only because i feel like that emotional attachment to a character starts at your audition and once you audition for something and you fall in love with it then you're like did, you know, call, did I get it? Did I get it? Did I, I do? Oh, they went with him. They went, oh, you know, and you get let down. So you guys know, I mean, you do, you audition for something and you just say, okay, 
I did my best. I left it on the desk and now I'm just going to go on. And, and it's right. kind of like that with work too. There are some that are more special than others, obviously, but you know, when you're doing a day, when you're day playing here and there and you don't really remember everything, I'm really good at remembering the experience that I had. That's why I don't even really like to watch anything that I'm in. I just mm -hmm. like to say, oh yeah, I was in that show and I remember I had a really fun time doing it. And right. to me, that's it. Because why do I want to look back and go, oh, my God, I was horrible in that. What was I? Th no, just, you know, it's like yeah. being drunk at a party. Just think, yeah, it was great. <laughs> right? So you're your own worst critic. I know the truth. I'm hearing. So you're yeah. your own, like your own. Yeah, that's cool. I'm the same way. I kind of like remember the vibe of the place. Like, oh, no, this was cool to do. Because it's yeah. so many things in a day, like. Especially if you're always doing something like it's like, totally. uh, yeah, but I will say this, like some dudes are totally, you know, they're such fanboys of the whole thing that like, you know, like I, there's a guy I love. His name is Wally Wingert. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a guy who grew up in South Dakota where I just was recently in, in Sioux Falls. And he grew up just wanting to be in cartoons because he was such a fan mm. of cartoons. And so when he gets into a certain franchise or, you know, he's like, you know, I mean, he's just in love with it. It's, it's crazy. And I get, you know, so I feel attacked. I feel so attacked. I feel so attacked right now. Ben's looking down and Ben's like, oh my God, that's Rico. That's Rico to the T. Right? Are you guys like long lost brothers or some shit here? Because I swear it's like so looking funny. at Rico. That's so funny. But I'm it is like some guys, and, and God bless them, like they, and especially like Tom Kenny, who does SpongeBob. You know, there's another guy who just grew up, He he's like so well-versed in cartoons. Nobody deserves more in life to be an iconic cartoon character than Tom Kenny. Mm. You know, because that that was his dream. A lot of us just kind of fall into it, and, and we're just kind of getting up to speed. Um I, I was a character called Kevin Eleven on the original um, Ben 10 series. Yep. And so some kid comes to me and he hands me a, a, a Kevin Eleven thing and I sign it because it said Kevin Eleven on it. And the other actor who's like down a few tables, who's like the new Kevin Eleven, he's oh, like, you know, dude. You signed a picture that's not you. And I'm like, what do you mean? It said Kevin Eleven. He goes, no, no, no. It's, I do the reboot. I do the, what, I go, oh. So there, there's like more than, than one. Like, yeah, no, that's, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. No problem, so, bud. You know, I'm sorry. I guess I owe that kid some money. You know, I signed the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that kid's going on eBay. Doing. He's going on eBay going, I got that shirt! I got that shirt here! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be looking on eBay for the next like month just to see Look if I the, see it. My signature on the wrong Kevin Lay is probably I'm that kid that more. he was talking about. Charlie, we found it. But it's Bro. like, we, I, I get it. I, I guess we all, we all can get a little possessive of what we do. You know, we're proud of what we do. Some of us. Um... And so I, I guess you want to be protective of it. So right. I, I can't, I can't slight the guy, but it is. It's like some people are, are really like immersed in it. And right. You know. So we are, we are getting really, really close to that time. Um, okay. We are. We're having Leo, a good time. 
I know we're having a great yeah. time, but but Charlie has a heart out. Uh, he's got another interview uh, to do. Leo's got a heart out. He's got another show to do. This was a yeah. special. Uh, only because we, oh. we just couldn't let it go. I mean, we just couldn't say no. Sorry, Charlie, oh, yeah. we can't schedule oh. you. You got to have to wait. You? Ben, you're in. Are you in Boston? Are you in Boston? Or I am. I am in Boston. South I Boston. might. I might be in Boston. I'm doing uh, this thing called Revolution Con in an, in a town called Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. I'm doing that over Labor Day weekend. That should be a fun one. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently, if I do well. They'll invite me. The same guy will invite me up to Boston. So you're. This is stepping stone to get to you, Ben. That's Just what so it is. Know. Actually, this is a stepping stone to maybe get you to Maryland Pop and Horror Con or Georgia Pop and Horror Con, where I, we I, will be running the entire media package. I wish I did like um, horror, like horror films. I have one. It just wasn't very good, and no one gives a shit about it. Well, that's but why I, you have to go for the pop side. See, so Maybe. what I'm hearing is that he might do Kansas City uh, Con, is what I'm hearing. I love Kansas City. I took my son. We just were um, – you're not from there, though, Rico, are you? I'm from Springfield, Missouri, three hours oh away. My son goes Bass to, Pro. My son goes to Mizzou. Oh, does he? Yes. Well, dude, if he ever, ever needs anything, just give me a call. I'll let if him know. You know, anything. honestly, so yeah. we're huge We're huge New York Giant fans. And mm -hmm. so I always So you say hate the Cardinals. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. That's that, you're talking baseball. You're talking baseball. Yeah, I'm baseball. Football. No, oh, okay. That, New York soccer, Rico. Yeah, not sorry. Soccer. I thought it was soccer, my man. That's my bad. So I anyway, was like, man, this dude's really into soccer. This year, the Giants played the Chiefs at mm -hmm. Arrowhead, and yep. so I have a friend who has a friend. I ended up getting like free tickets, fifty yard line, thirty rows up, field passes, free barbecue stuff, and I have to say, man. Like the people, those fans at Arrowhead, they were some of the nicest fans you'll ever meet. Like, cause we wear our blue everywhere and those guys totally gave us shit, but they're Kansas city fans. So they know hard times giants fans. We know hard times. Um, but I have to say, man, like that is definitely an area <laughs> I would look at to move to right now. I, I know the winters are, are pretty brutal. You but... and, uh, you and, uh, Hank Garrett from car 54 have said the same thing. And really? Hank's at, yeah, Hank's like I actually hooked. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say yes. <laughs> I'm not saying anymore. Yeah, I started getting excited. I'm like, wait, no, no, I can't say that live. <laughs> but it's so yeah. great. It's like it's such a, you know, it's an anachronism. I mean, people no are one, just... no one bothers anybody. Bert Kreischer comes here all the time. Tom Segura, um, Springfield, Missouri is a, a slept-on city, especially yeah. for real estate. But now Especially. Springfield is that's south. Is that south of Columbia? That's south, south of okay. yeah, southeast of Columbia, and then it's six hours from here to Dallas. Oh, so that's not that bad. No, nah, I go to Dallas all the time. I well, gotta start I going it. to Boston. Anytime I'm invited out to Kansas City, I I will gladly be there, and I'll, and I'll I you know I'll run out to visit my son a few times. It was so funny. My wife was just out there with my daughters to visit him uh, during the school year, and they're at a bar. And she says, okay, I'll, I'll pay for the first round. And she's like, okay. There's like 10 kids and kids are ordering Tito's this, blah, blah, blah. Nah, nah. It's like, okay, okay, okay. she gets the bill. It's like $20. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what I yep. pay for like one martini in Westlake <laughs> Village, you know? Yep. And it was, yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes sense. It just makes sense to, to be there. Yeah. It's and cool now place, we, could be, we could be anywhere. I mean, we could be remote anywhere. Right. 
Right. And speaking of Leo, where can they yeah. find out more about our amazing guests now that we are oh. crunched for time? I know. Definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And uh, most importantly, go check them out at Thomas J. Henry's Superhero Car Show and Comic Con happening August 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. And uh, along with Charlie Schlatter, you can see Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor, Simu Liu, which I totally destroyed his name, <laughs> Dave Batista, <laughs> Haley Atwell, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, tons of awesome people. Hulk Hogan's going to be there as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's going to be a monster, dude. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's really yeah. going to be awesome. There's great, great people. Somebody did ask what my favorite voice was. I did love yes. doing Kick, Kick Batowski was my favorite cartoon to do. But this new thing that I'm doing called uh, Big Nate, I really love doing this voice of Chad too. He's just, it's, it's a really funny, funny thing. Anyway, awesome. I was just reading. I didn't, I didn't even realize it was like right there on my screen. People oh, ask yeah, me yeah, questions. Totally. Uh, and uh, also, uh, you know, I know we're cutting tonight short, but definitely, you know, we're going to be doing splash pages next. And, uh, you know, Charlie's going to be on splash pages the 23rd. And uh, so uh, make sure you tune in for that. And Charlie, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? You know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the gram. Uh, I, I'm not on TikTok because I just feel like that's kind of like pedophile-ish. But um, <laughs> so even like even my kids tell me feel attacked. I know, but my my kids even tell me like it's okay, Dad. You can come on to the talk. There are middle-aged white guys, and it's it's okay. Um, but I'm mostly I, like I, I see people on Instagram, and it's just basically my name, Charlie Schlatter. And then I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, you know, I do the old man version of of social media. <laughs> awesome Rico same question say again what was the question where do you like people interacting with you on social media come on follow along uh, you know man uh, this is the hardest part for me I'm so sorry uh, you can find me on Facebook under Richard Avila's you can follow the podcast at Rico Podcast on Facebook and you can follow me on TikTok on Richard Avila's 54 <laughs> that's, that's a sad segue after after what Charlie said, yeah. I love right there. you can follow me at Rico Lovebone sixty nine. <laughs> it's it's Rico Suave sixty nine. Jeez, Benjamin. Oh man, I want to thank Charlie for coming out and hanging out tonight. Like Leo said, he's going to be back on Splash Pages on the twenty third of this month. So make sure you check him out uh, if you missed anything tonight, because. At least Leo will probably get a full hour and a half with them. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we want, yeah, get off your ass, go down to the con, check them out. Um, I want to thank Rico for coming and hanging out with us tonight, taking Jeff's place. Like I said, thank you to uh, Charlie, but thank you to all our veterans and first responders for doing what you do every day so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. God bless. Hey!